Thank you for tuning in to the LGBTQ Plus News and Chat Podcast. Download the Anchor.fm app to leave a message about the show or request to be a guest to share your story. It was deja vu when a cluster of ex-gays from the group Changed lobbied Capitol Hill in late October. They arrived in Washington to oppose two bills, one that would protect LGBTQ people from discrimination and another that would ban the discredited practice of conversion therapy for minors. While the messages delivered by the ex-gay lobbyists were not new, the faces disseminating them were. So what happened to all the former homosexuals who previously visited Washington to proclaim that they had prayed away the gay? Most of these individuals now identify as former ex-gay leaders. They have apologized for the harm they have caused and renounced their past claims of sexual transformation. To no one's surprise, the Family Research Council is behind the onslaught. They worked directly with Representative Vicki Hartzier, Republican of Missouri, to book a room inside Capitol Hill to hold an ex-gay forum. If any group in America should be skeptical of the efficacy of ex-gay programs, it's this organization. FRC was a key coordinator of the 1998's failed Truth in Love campaign. This high-profile $600,000 effort highlighted the stories of former homosexuals in major newspapers, as well as releasing a series of television commercials. Hopes for this campaign ran so high that an FRC spokesperson, Robert Knight, called it the Normandy landing in the larger cultural wars.
today's version of the Truth and Love campaign is the Changed Movement in an effort to persuade lawmakers on Capitol Hill. A Changed Movement spokesperson, Jim Doman, declared, I changed my orientation. It's reminiscent of a 1998 ad headlined, We're Standing for the Truth that Homosexuals Can Change. The men and women who appeared in the ad were part of Exodus International, which closed in 2013. The organization's former president, Alan Chambers, has apologized and said, I gave you the wrong information. I'm sorry to the parents who believed what I said, that they could change their kids. The former vice president of Exodus, Randy Thomas, in his Tallahassee this month, is in Tallahassee this month lobbying for a state bill to ban conversion therapy for minors. The dishonesty and cynicism of the Family Research Council is mind-blowing. They are rebooting and rebranding a failed experiment, hoping that Americans have amnesia and forgot the truth and love catastrophe. Sadly, they don't seem to have much concern for the victims left in its wake. The wild takes of transformation told by ex-gay lobbyists are entertaining, but they must be taken with a mine of salt. If history is any indication, these changed spokespeople will soon apologize and be marching in gay pride parades alongside an ever-growing chorus of former ex-gay leaders. A former Republican elected official is calling on the Attorney General of the United States to investigate the mass assault against Chick-fil-A by the, quote, homosexual lobby that, quote, unquote, terrorized the fast food restaurant to stop its donations to anti-LGBTQ organization. In that, if that sounds far-fetched, remember that the Texas Attorney General opened a similar investigation earlier this year and asked Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow to do the same. For almost two decades, Eugene Delgadio served on the Loudoun County, Virginia Board of Supervisors. He started the organization Public Advocate of the United States in 1981 and has been called a leader in the nation's anti-gay rights movement by the Washington Post. <coughs> Excuse me. And now he says he's saddened that Chick-fil-A has said that it would stop donating to the Salvation Army and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes after years of making these anti-LGBTQ donations. He accused the homosexual lobby of using terrorist attacks in their jihad against Christian businesses. He did not specify these terrorist tactics, which appear to be limited to online petitions, social media posts, and refusing to eat chicken sandwiches. The press release demands that Attorney General Bob Barr open an immediate investigation into the mass assault on Chick-fil-A in an attempt to terrorize them and to deprive them of their First Amendment protected religious liberty. He also wants Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to condemn the United Kingdom for persecuting Chick-fil-A in their attempt to expand their business to the British Isles, referring to a property owner in reading that ended a Chick-fil-A's lease earlier this year. The country music and pop icon Dolly Parton recently shared her love for 
the gay community. Once again, in an interview on Larry King Now, where she criticized judgmental Christians, she said that she sometimes gets pushback from Christians, fans about her support of the LGBTQ community. But instead of just dancing around and pretending that everything is okay, she actually calls them out on their unchristian attitudes and behaviors. She explained that we're not the judges and we're supposed to love one another, not judge. She also noted that the vengeance is also not in humanity's job, but that's God's job too. And while some people may have too much time on their hands, she's not one of them. Parton added that she's got too much work to do on her own to try and do God's work too. The moral of her story is that compassion wins. And she added that she thinks that we should be more loving and more caring. Listener support is much appreciated. Donate as little or as much as you like. Hey listeners, if you wish to comment on any or all segments of the show, you must download the Anchor.fm app from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Groundbreaking study. Cis and trans children know their gender at birth. The first large-scale scientific study comparing 3 to 12-year-old transgender and cisgender children finds that the two groups are similarly, similarly aware of their gender and behave accordingly at the earliest ages. The new study, as first reported by the Medical Daily, shows that transgender children pick toys, clothing, and friendships associated with their gender the same way the kids who identify as gender matching their sex at birth. Researchers examined the preferences and behaviors of more than 800 children in the U.S. The transgender children aged 3 to 12 did not undergo medical procedures before and during the study. Researchers said they were only socially transitioned, changing their pronouns, first names, and how they dress and play. Futurity reported Tuesday. The team observed all participants through interviews with the children and their parents. They looked into their preferences and sense of their own gender identity. Questions of nature and nurture have dominated efforts to understand human gender development. Today's gender children, transgender children, provide a unique window into gender development. They have been treated as two different genders, one gender before transition and one gender after their social transition, and are the first sizable group of children living as a gender that differs from their assigned sex. As such, their experiences enable insight into gender development that is otherwise not possible. The current study provides the largest report to date of the experiences of these early transitioning children's gender development. Gender is one of the central categories organizing children's social world. Clear patterns of gender development have been well documented among cisgender children 
i.e. children who identify as the gender that is typically associated with their sex assigned at birth. We present a comprehensive study of gender development, e.g. gender identity and gender expression, in a cohort of 3-12 to 12 year old transgender children who in early childhood are identifying and living as a gender different from their assigned sex. Four primary findings emerged. First, transgender children strongly identified as members of their current gender group and show gender type preferences and behaviors that are strongly associated with their current gender, not the gender typically associated with the sex assigned at birth. Second, transgender children's gender identity, i.e. the gender they feel they are, and gender typed preferences generally did not differ from two comparison groups, cisgender siblings and cisgender controls. Third, transgender and cisgender children's patterns of gender development showed coherence across measures. Finally, we observed minimal or no differences in gender identity or preferences as a function of how long transgender children had lived as their current gender. Our findings suggest that early sex assignment and parental rearing based on that sex assignment do not always define how a child identifies or expresses his gender later. New research on Transgender Day of Remembrance reveals that 3 in 10 young trans people have attempted suicide. The Trevor Project, an organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to young LGBTQ plus people, conducted the National Survey on LGBTQ Youth Mental Health, which it says is the largest LGBTQ youth mental health survey ever produced. The organization asked 25,896 LGBTQ people between the ages of 13 and 24 about their mental health and included and included youth of more than 100 sexual orientations and more than 100 gender identities from all 50 states. 29% of trans and non-binary youth had attempted suicide compared with 14% of cisgender LGB young people. According to the Youth Risk Behavior Survey in 2017, 5.4% of heterosexual youth had attempted suicide. Conversion therapy, or attempts to change a young person's gender identity or orientation, increased the chances of suicide for LGBTQ youth, according to the Trevor Project. 57% of transgender and non-binary youth who had undergone conversion therapy reported a suicide attempt in the last year. The research also showed that the way young LGBTQ people reach out for help is mostly digital. 76% of respondents said that they were likely to reach out by chat or instant message or text message in a crisis compared to 43% who would be likely to reach out with a phone call. According to Forbes, 
Director of Research for the Trevor Project, Dr. Amy E. Green, said transgender and non-binary youth may face a range of unique stressors associated with their adolescent development, as well as increased experiences of internalized stigma, discrimination, and rejection from others. <coughs> no one factor causes an individual to attempt suicide, but the cumulative effect of these stressors can be detrimental to one's mental wellness and increase the risk for suicidal ideation. Transgender Day of Remembrance is held on November 20th every year in honor of trans people who have been killed. 3,317 trans and non-binary people have been recorded as murdered around the world since 2008, but the already shocking number is likely to be much higher due to insufficient data in many countries. If you are struggling with mental health and are based in the U.S., you can contact the Trevor Project Lifeline for free on 1-866-488-7386. This line is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. In the U.K., you can call the Samaritans for free on 116-123, also open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Salvation Army claims no LGBTQ discrimination after Ellie Goulding spat. Ellie Goulding is slated to perform at the halftime show during the Thanksgiving football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills, but now that may not be happening. The halftime show tip traditionally kicks off the Salvation Army's Red Kettle campaign, their fundraising effort over the winter holidays. But after Goulding shared photos promoting her work with the Salvation Army on Instagram, fans drew her attention to the Christian charity's tumultuous past with the LGBTQ community. Upon researching this, I have reached out to the Salvation Army and said I would have no choice but to pull out unless they very quickly made a solid, committed pledge or donation to the LGBTQ community, she wrote in a comment to one concerned fan. I am com a committed philanthropist, as you probably know, and my heart has always been in helping the homeless. But supporting an anti-LGBTQ charity is clearly not something I would ever intentionally do. Thank you for drawing my attention to this. For their part, the Salvation Army is pulling a chick and insisting that the idea that they are anti-LGBTQ is a long-perpetrated falsehood. With an organization of our size and history, myths can per perpetuate. An individual's sexual or gender identity, religion, or lifestyle has no bearing on our willingness to provide service, said David Hudson, the national commander of the Salvation Army. We stand firmly behind our mission to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. While the well-known charity no longer publicly states on their website that they believe same-sex relationships are a sin, they've continued to be dogged by allegations of discrimination against gay and trans people in need as well as their own ranks. While Goulding hasn't spoken out about the conflict since it hit the news, Fox News reports that Hudson is claiming the singer will still perform.
We'd like to thank Ellie Goulding and her fans for shedding light on misconceptions and encouraging others to learn the truth about the Salvation Army's mission to serve all without discrimination, he said. So, does this mean we'll never hear anything about them discriminating against the LGBTQ community again? We can only hope, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Thank you again for tuning in to the LGBTQ News and Chat Podcast. Talk to you soon.